Now, we had this argument on the last episode, so I got to bring it up. See, you said Stevie Nicks was hot for her time. Nah, not at all. Uh, Janis Joplin, sexy for her time. You would bang Janis Joplin before Stevie Nicks? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Especially a young Janis. I don't know. I think you and I are uh, looking at two different people and two different places. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm looking. Uh, she's way better. I don't know, man. I uh, I probably would avoid the Janis Joplin myself. Oh, knowing what you know now, but wait, wait I so... can't believe she keeps coming up as gay icon. Okay, that's why I was intrigued by your choice here. I was, I thought she was famous for like hooking up with Jerry Garcia on the Midnight Express, and you know, kind yeah, of being a free spirit babe. You know, banging all the dudes when they're doing the tours, man. If you look up LGD, LG, LG, whatever. BLT uh, sandwich? Rockers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She always comes up as a lesbian singer. And you're like, dude, I mean, again, these are just people that fucked everybody, you know? Was the lesbian thing um, a big deal back in the 60s? I mean, she didn't live past 70, right? I mean, 1970, not the age. Uh, yeah, she's the, she's the 27 club, right? And when she died, 69? Was that the year that she, uh, or maybe 70? I can't, I didn't really look it up. I don't know. I don't remember, but um, I just... Wasn't alive? <laughs> that's right. But, you know, sometimes we remember things uh, beforehand, but I, I'm... Yeah, 1970. All right, 1970. So, yeah, she, she was there for Woodstock, right? Or and, 28. Uh, all that good stuff. Oh, she wasn't the 27 Club? I thought she was, man. No, she was. She was 27. Yeah, I was looking at her wrong. All right. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, it's like her, Hendrix, uh, who's the other guy? Cobain is on uh, the 27 Cobain's Club. Cobain's in there, yeah. There's a whole bunch uh, of these fellas. What's his name? Brad Noel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Sublime Guys, 27 Club. Uh, I believe we have, uh, who else? I think the drummer from The Who, potentially part of that group. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, man. John Entwistle. I believe. Oh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. That's crazy. He was Brian t- Jones. That's crazy that he was 27. Like, look at pictures of Jim Morrison right before he dies. He looked like, what, 45? 40, I know. And he, like, you know changed saying, music forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> this dude, like, th- I don't know, man. Like, th- that is that candle that just burns so bright. Yes, it burns dude. out faster. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. Like, that guy aged a lifetime in 10 years. It's incredible. Dude. Yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, too, dude. He looks like. He's got those eyes that stare. Like, he just looks like he's 40 years old. Like, seen it all. Gotta be the effects of heroin. I don't know, because then you look at Jimi Hendrix, he looked like a young guy having a great time. Oh, heroin. Was he heroin? Was Hendrix a heroin? Well, you know what they do? They do say. They do say black don't crack. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. You know, hey, we're celebrating Juneteenth here, people. Having a good time. uh, (laughs) I think you're, uh, that's that's a compliment if I've ever heard one, no doubt. Uh, Yeah, man. 27th Club. Oh, Amy Um, Winehouse is in there, too. Wow. There's almost like one per generation. That's kind of weird. That's what's really, no, it's literally like 
Well, no, because Hendrix, Morrison, Joplin, that's like all one. Yeah, that's all one uh, one era. You know, nowadays, too, I've noticed there's always, about once a month, there's some little, you know, little wheezy, geezy passed away, or, you know, little two-straw, you know, and like... Uh, oh, dude, you're so... F- I'm not even joking, dude. My f- one of the first records... Dude, one of the first recommendations that came up. People also search for Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. You fucking called it. <laughs> Lil Toofy Hurt. Right? Like, as you're saying it, I'm like, dude, are you over my shoulder? Like, looking at my screen? You literally, like, almost said that name, Uzi Vert. It's, yeah. like, such a dumb fucking... Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. It's... I guess he's in the 27 Club. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, see, that's the new one for this generation. I feel like in the last two or three yeah. years, some variation of Lil This and Lil That, have, uh, and they're all uh, face-tattooed hip-hopsters, um, p- people that we've never heard of. A lot of them have been passing away, <laughs> young fellas. It's unfortunate and sad, but you know, you get the little in there, and you, oh, that's so yeah, funny. the easy tweezy. Oh, you know who the original uh, Twenty Seven was? I didn't know this. Uh, Robert Johnson. Ro- yeah! Wow! Freak! He oh ma- my God! Made the uh, you just deal. Just got me, dude. <laughs> he made the deal with the devil. Hey, he- I don't care what Google and Wikipedia have. They got nothing on me. All right, I, I know it. Oh right. wow! You just impressed the shit out of me, Frank. <laughs> God damn! He signed the deal yeah, with the devil. Yeah, he sold the devil. Uh, he at the crossroads, my man. So yeah. he could play his fiddle. He learned how to play guitar. The devil taught him uh, how to put it together, and he played it. And um, he's the first blues mu- legend. Has it? He's the first blues mu- musician. He created the blues, and uh, yeah, he dude. He history. the legend has it. He goes into that studio. He laid down that one album. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, and some of those songs are the most iconic songs. Every one of your artists. Any artist you like, I don't care who it is. Sweet Home Chicago, uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. And if I know my history of the fella, I believe he came to his demise playing a show one night, and he was encroaching on a young woman who happened to be married, and I think the fella spiked his whiskey uh, with a poison, and he died. See, I heard that... the. So I heard that that happened to a guy who went by Robert Johnson, but that nobody could actually prove who was Robert Johnson. It's cool that... <laughs> because this was 1938. Yeah, man. I... You know, rule, rule South. He just fucking... I always think of, um, uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Right, man. You know what I mean? Like, you literally just walked into this radio station, sang into a can, and then you disappeared with your 20 bucks or whatever. Incredible, man. I That era of America, I, I really do enjoy kind of reading up on or watching any kind of films based upon that time. You know, like... um. I love the legends about uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, how after he was indicted, uh, you know, for the Black Sox 1919 throwing of the World Series and banned from baseball, there there were all these stories and legends from down south where he was seen playing ball under different pseudonyms and and various, you know, names that, and, but people would swear, Uh, legend, John Cusack. (laughs) <laughs> but people would swear that they would <laughs> they had seen Shoeless Joe playing for this team or that, but you know under a different name, and it had to be him. And 
you know, before, you know, good photography, digital photography, the cell phones, you know, the social media, how cool, it, you know, you, you could even, without it being real, be legendary in that aspect. People, you know, I heard it uh, down in Bakersfield, they saw, you know, old Shoeless Joe playing ball again, you know what I mean? And like, and that just becomes legend, man. It's fucking awesome how like, you know, we're not too far oh, removed from that era, right? It's just a hundred years ago or so. So. You know why that was better? Because if I was just a guy in Chicago, a plumber in Chicago, I would hear that rumor and I'd have no way of proving it. Wrong <laughs> or right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I'm taking a, an airplane was like a year's salary for a plumber back then, dude. I'm not going to fucking fly down to Alabama to go see if it's true. Well, the world kind of was a better place when you could uh, have a little more imagination with your information. No, no. You know? Nona says it all the time. Like she'll hear shit on the news, and she'll just be like, "You know, when I was a little girl, you just you didn't hear about it, and I think it was better." Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like you know, it was all the same shit. I guarantee you. I love looking at these like ancient, uh, like rulers, and it's like, dude, they're dealing with the same shit we're dealing with today. You know, like this King George the Third was. He was into fucking young kids. <laughs> you know? It's like, all right, right. we're yes. still dealing with that bullshit today. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, this guy was evil and like to torture people and shit. Like, yeah, right. we got rulers around the world that are doing that today. You know? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, history uh, repeats itself. It's just a cycle. Um, and we're, uh, I guess. You got me with that Robert Johnson, man. I can't believe you nailed that. Woo! <laughs> That's a man who knows his history. <laughs> Some history is worth remembering. Uh, uh, other histories, uh, I tend to forget. Um, a little history did unfold this weekend. There was a fella who passed away. Uh, I had kind of forgotten about this, but this was kind of a big deal uh, for the older generation and kind of reminded me of modern times a little bit. Like we were just saying, history kind of tends to repeat itself. So Dan Ellsberg passed away this weekend. He was the uh, fellow who released the Pentagon Papers. Tonight, tributes rolling in for Daniel Ellsberg, the largely unknown Pentagon analyst during the Vietnam War, later labeled the most dangerous man in America by Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. All after Ellsberg leaked the Pentagon Papers. Was that before or after he was fucking kids on Epstein's Island? Didn't they just call the uh, young Marine who released the damaging uh, papers again recently, who we oh, wow. conveniently all forgot about, and they arrested the guy, and, you know, there they was call. some damaging information there, and they called him a dangerous person i i recall oh he's a terrorist that's right he's a domestic man. terrorist frank because right. he's revealing what's actually happening in ukraine you know our country and people in general have really kind of dramatically changed on how we feel about whistleblowers in our government and that's no no not frank, a good no, thing. no 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 what did i what did i say the one thing they did during COVID, they really said we even have two different realities so now this guy depending on which reality you're in is either a hero or a terrorist in our reality, he's a hero. In their reality, he's a terrorist. And man, think about, uh, you know, 50 years ago, I'm sure majority of people thought he was a hero. That's yeah. changed quite a bit now. ...and secret government pages showing the U.S. government had been misleading the public about the growing scope of America's role in Vietnam and that the military doubted its chances of victory. I stole nothing. I did not commit espionage. Uh, as 
indicated by the Espionage Act. It led to a landmark Supreme Court decision on press freedom that helped inspire a generation of investigative journalists. When the Nixon administration tried to stop the newspapers from publishing, the justices sided with the press. And criminal. How's Julian Assange doing, folks? Anybody remember Julian Assange? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Hey, where's Edward Snowden? How's Edward Snowden. doing? Where's yeah. Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how quickly we forget about these alleged uh, spies, right? Or are they heroes? I don't know. We're not allowed to believe uh, either one, I guess. Charges against Ellsberg were later thrown out by a judge, citing in part a break-in by the White House plumbers at Ellsberg's former psychiatrist's office. Seen as a warm-up to the Watergate burglary that would bring down President Nixon. We interviewed Ellsberg just two months ago after he announced his pancreatic cancer diagnosis. What do you want your legacy to be? Because you're thinking about that clearly. It doesn't pay for me to think about legacy very much. And also telling us, I'm glad I did it. Andrea Mitchell, NBC News, Washington. Yeah, man. This is back yeah. when you could like uh, be a whistleblower and then not get Clinton. Because uh, Hillary was like 12. <laughs> Safer I imagine back then it was really hard to be a, a whistleblower. Like, you remember, you see all the videos where they like go in with those little cameras and they got to take a picture of each page one <laughs> by one? Tiny cameras? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now you can just take your phone, put it on video, fucking swipe through. Yeah, maybe, man. I feel like it was easier to spy back then because. You could know if you were being spied on, right? Everything was analog, and you could walk away from the telephone if you mm. wanted, or right? I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe they had. Oh, it was probably easier. They they probably had some crazy technology that we were only aware of as we always. No, dude, are it's 50 way easier. Dude, dude, nowadays we're fucking we're doing all our spying from home. Like you don't even gotta leave your house. You just sit at your computer. Oh, they're watching you. They're watching us right now, and. Have you seen pictures of Putin? People mock him all the time on the interwebs where uh, he's got all this old school equipment behind him from like 1980, you know, like computers and, and telephones <laughs> like that are plugged in the wall. And I, there's a lot of uh, information out there to suggest that most leaders use that kind of stuff because it's uh, less easy to hack and infiltrate. No, that's what I'm saying. It was like, Back then, if I wanted to tap a phone line, I had to actually go find the phone line. <laughs> and you gotta tap that line. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, now all I need is your fucking cell phone number, and I'm gonna fucking, you know... I'm gonna IP address, man. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't even need that anymore. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think you could just uh, switch on into one of the cell towers, wherever you are, and, you know, just everybody's information that, is in that cell no, they tower. They said man. they don't even... They don't even need you to click a link anymore. Like they don't need you. All they need to do is just. They, all they need is your phone number. Yeah, I was and they watching can send um, this virus. <laughs> that's control right. everything. Yeah, I was watching a video recently and how uh, I it might have been through Edward Snowden or something he had tweeted out or whatever, but it was in reference to when you're traveling with your phone, even if you turn turn your phone off, it is still pinging the cell towers as you're moving. Like your phone, yeah, even when you tell, even yeah. when you think your phone is off, your phone is actually registering into these cell towers. Don't and you remember that Adnan Saeed, whatever guy, who killed his girlfriend? They did the whole <clears throat> podcast about him. Now he's free. That was like one of the things that happened. Really? 
they were trying to that, that's like a whole big debate in the courts is like can you really use cell tower data oh yeah in courts but in reality <laughs> the NSA the CIA all the alphabet agencies oh, they yeah, are yeah, yeah. constantly tracking us and everything we do and say into these devices you know it's who knows no, no, they, anywhere there's anywhere there's a microphone in your house they can turn it on and listen to what you're saying yeah, man. Or they can just tune in Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays into Podbean and check out the uh, Dude Man podcast and hear everything that we're thinking. We <laughs> give it away for free. You know? <laughs> uh, no, the truth is, though, that we are all totally monitored at all times. It's pretty amazing when you really think about it. You know, the, the chillingness behind these, you know, control of Big Brother in something like 1984, you know, the Orwellian state, uh, we have welcomed it into our homes and into our pockets uh, with open arms. And we are surveilled. Think about people who have, um, like, think about Steven Crowder set up a ring system in his backyard just so he could record himself abusing his wife. (laughs) 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 And then it goes public. Well, the problem is with the adrenaline pumping, you never really get to enjoy it. I need to watch it back on on playback. Really enjoy it, you know? He probably, he likes to watch it on a loop while he's doing his uh, workout routine in the morning, right? (laughs) Well, I'm getting ready for the next beating. Do you think Steven does his workout with that gun holstered the whole time? He must, I assume. Uh, I think he does everything with it. He definitely jerks off with it. <laughs> he's always got his gun holstered to his body. I picture him jerking off like he's in whitey tighties in the gun holster. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the ring videos of himself uh, abusing his wife. That's <laughs> Beating his wife, yeah. Who probably hates him because he will only fuck her while wearing whitey tighties and a gun holster. He pulls the, He does the penis through the hole trick. <laughs> He's a Christian. <laughs> Dude, that guy disappeared faster than Richard Simmons. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> where, uh, where did he go? I haven't heard much about him, but it must be because the Daily Wire is not talking about him. That's basically yeah, like they just uh, talk oh, yeah. about each other. And uh, you don't hear anything about Candace Owens or Matt Walsh or uh, Steven Crowder unless they're all talking about each other and complaining about each other. Yeah, that's really all they do. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ben Shapiro really lost it, man. I don't know. They got too full of themselves, which I guess you can do when you get to the top. it a while back man daily wire is now fox news the world has waken up to the fact that fox news is no different than cnn and msnbc it's just a different flavor yeah i mean they fired the one guy that wanted to tell you the truth about january 6th because he wanted to tell you about january 6th they fired him Tucker, so really uh, shit? Tucker went on a bit of a string of rants where he discussed like Building Seven from nine eleven, 
and the FBI's involvement in January 6th, and then Hunter Biden's laptop and Ashley's uh, Ashley Biden's diary, and uh, and then I think he ended up mentioning the Pfizer is he, is he, issues, you know, with the is Moderna he, is vaccines. Is he depressed? <laughs> he might be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I smell a suicide in his future. Wow, Jesus yeah. Christ. He better not befriend the Clintons. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Don't Tuck- go on any trips. Tucker has a family, if not father, connection to the CIA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he can say whatever he wants? Yeah, he's controlled or opposition. Or they're telling him what to say. Uh, yeah, he's always yeah, yeah. been controlled opposition. He's allowed to say those things to a certain degree. I think the only reason he got canned at Fox News is Fox News didn't want to have to go through the litigation and all the bullshit with the Dominion uh, lawsuit and they uh, part of the going quiet on it all and not having to go through the court case I think was uh, you got to drop Tucker and I think that's pretty obvious what happened no I think it, I think it's pretty like established that they got they didn't want him talking about the shit that he was talking about and in the text messages he said a lot of shit about the people at the top of the company that's right man yeah yeah, I, I think he mentioned some shit about uh, Pfizer, and you can't talk about Pfizer. Nah, they're the ones that pay for the fucking, the whole network. Yeah, Pfizer rules the world, man. That's how it is. Yeah. Which Pfizer, we are for sale. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll dance with some needles. <laughs> where's, uh, where's Stephen uh, Colbert? I will change my tone on the vaccine for the right amount. Man, you know, with the writer strike going on, oh, you forgot! Everybody forgot. That's oh right. Oh my god, you do it to me every time. <laughs> Everybody forgot. <laughs> Nobody cares. Writer strike. Nobody uh, cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> with the writer strike on, we have uh, been getting less shilling for the vaccines without, you know, Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon doing his song and dance and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel isn't out there uh, you know, telling uh, anti-vaxxers to die of heart attacks on the streets, right? We're, it's kind <laughs> of, uh, it's nice and quiet. Emma was checking out earlier today, what is it, the new Black Mirror uh, show that is on Netflix, the new season, if you will. New season, And yeah. she was watching the first episode, and she paused it, and she said, you know, it's not as good as it used to be. And I said, oh, really? Kind of feels like they're checking some boxes, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> it's why the writer strike is going on. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you forgot. Everybody forgot the writer strike is going on. <laughs> Nobody cares because they were producing crap. And people just turned it off, crap, man. Dude. I think we're everyone, as we had kind of predicted, people are kind of at the point of like, yeah, you know what? My life is a little better without sitting in front of the boob tube absorbing this woke bullshit content that I don't even care about anyways. Yeah, they're just bad movies, bad scripts. Everything's it's just not yeah. entertaining. You're going to keep you know? ham-fisting your woke ideology onto me and my kids. Well, no thanks. I'm just going to turn it off, and I'll watch old movies before they had to check boxes. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. You pointed it out. Now it's kind of ruined like half the movies I watch. It's like everything's got to be like, th- there's a woman, and she's stronger and smarter than the men. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, can't you just be smarter? 
Like, no, I have, I don't know. <laughs> no, here's what gets me is the kids being smarter and stronger than the adults. That no, is that, that's what I mean. Like, really I said, no, no, but one. it's always like a young girl. Yes, for sure. And and look, Ant Man, his daughter's Who, smarter like, and better than the like, other one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's not, like it's a young girl who's like a tiny little girl who's just like not only whooping ass on like fucking three hundred pound men, but then she's also like smarter than them and figuring out like quantum physics. Like in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Short Round gets into a lot of trouble, and Indiana Jones is constantly saving Short Round. <laughs> Short Round isn't some genius, you know. Like, and then and then the he's sub- actually learning lessons. He's learning stuff from Indy, and there's sub points where Short Round goes off and saves the other kids, you know. But like Indiana Jones is the you know, the hero battling the other men and, and taking a beating and making things happen. Yeah. He's the brains. He's the bronze. He's the... Yes, you know. man. Like, uh, it, it's just... Now everything is, oh, the kids are smarter than the adults, which that's kind of been the theme with everything. Uh, oh, the idea here that, like, we're not going to hold on to these traditions or, you know, old people are forget, you know, forget those people here. Take the suicide pill. Welcome to Canada. You know, you're <laughs> like, we don't need you around anymore. Old timer. There's nothing for old folks anymore in our society. It's like, no, no, no. The youth, it's all about the youth. The youth is smarter. The youth knows more about what we need to do. And look, I am a big proponent of, we need the age limits in Congress, Right. But I still think we need some like uh but I'm not saying we need teenagers in Congress. You know, we should no. there should be a tight no. limit for people to be running the show because there's a tight age limit where people are very good at taking command of a situation and properly leading everybody else in the right direction. And that's roughly between like 40 and 60. Yeah, I would be I really want to put an age limit on serving in Congress or as president. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind raising the age for voting. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because, because young people are idiots. It's just the truth. man. So stupid. So stupid. Now, the reason the age is 18 for voting is because during Vietnam, right? Wasn't it? We had people older than the draft age voting, on issues and if the draft were a voting or you know were an issue you should have people who whose lives are at stake right to be able to vote on the issues no i think that was voting age was 18 way before that really i thought they changed it like in the 70s and it was kind of in reaction to drafting and how like well if i'm if you're gonna give me a gun then i should be able to vote oh you're right yeah 1971 that's right people Finger on the pulse is what they say about me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know. So in World War II is when they lowered the draft age to 18. And then in Vietnam, they finally lowered the voting age. Yeah, because uh, we were running out of soldiers, right? Everybody was dying. So we had to bring in the young guns. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, 18, you're out of high school. What are you, hey, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> man. I eight, keep hearing it, man. Be all you can be. Be all that you can be. All that you can. <laughs> yeah! 
I I love that jingle, man. You're gonna. I'm telling you, you're gonna see it very soon. The numbers are gonna go up for recruits. People are gonna be into it, man. It's a it's an effective it's campaign, man. You know, I want to be all that I can be, and especially in this economy, and they're expecting a major depression or. They'll call it a recession, but I think we all know it's a depression. It, people are going to need some income, man. And what better way to get some income? You join the army. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, economic downturn is always great for army recruitment. And that's why if you're taking a look around and you're wondering to yourself, you know, why does it seem like the current administration is purposely destroying our economy? Maybe it's because we have no recruits joining the army so right <laughs> drop the economy drop the markets they're gonna make a buck off of it anyways either way right the rich are just gonna get richer and so you know tank the economy screw people's lives for a little bit but get a bunch of young fellas to join the army and be oh, all cool. that you can be yeah man <laughs> But it's important that I think the young fellas get the chance to vote, especially if they are going to get drafted, because you want to make sure you know who you're voting for, Uh, especially if you live in a place like, I don't know, Pennsylvania, where you have other voters in your constituency that are willing to vote for a guy who could be wheeled in on a hospital bed, because that's literally what they voted for for the Senate. Dude, the guy who's going to vote on whether or not you go to war can't even put on a suit. No, did you? I'm, dude, I'm so disgusted by that. Dude, I am, like, beyond disgusted by what's going on right now with the Democrats. You guys are now making it okay to wear a hoodie and gym shorts to meet the President of the United States? Yeah, John like, Fetterman. Wh- that's, uh... <laughs> that's, dude, it says more about Joe Biden than anything. You think Donald Trump would let somebody come meet him on the runway? Oh, wow, you're shorts. right, man. He probably wouldn't even show up. He would stay on the plane. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the plane until you get that fucking guy out of here. I'm not going to be shown walking around with this guy. In gym. He doesn't even respect me enough to put on a suit. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? You're the leader of the goddamn free world. You're meeting the leader of the free world. And you, you're wearing a hoodie and basketball shorts? If anyone didn't see it, Dude. Joe Biden is at this podium with John Fetterman. He's kicking off, by the way, his 2024 campaign. And John Fetterman is there, and they are, I think, talking a little bit about the highway debacle going on in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. Oh, and- dude, these two, uh, God only knows what they're, t- these two talking is like watching two two-year-olds talk. Yes. They're having a conversation that nobody else can understand. <laughs> It's it's English. It's English words. (laughs) You cannot decipher it. I have to say, I do not support, you know, or condone uh, making fun of people who are clearly mentally handicapped. And let's be clear. John Fetterman has had multiple strokes. This man has a mental handicap. He is mentally disabled. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I wouldn't make fun of you. I would never make fun of you. I would actually, I'll, I'll hit anybody who makes fun of you if you're over there bagging groceries at the local Jewel, right? <laughs> right, yes. But when you're mental, when you're a fucking retard, and everybody around me is telling me, no, he's better than the doctor. This guy can run the nation. <laughs> okay. <I know>. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, I've I don't want him flying my plane. 
I would be very concerned if that's what my pilot looked like and sounded like. I realize this is quite a least of me, but I'm going to say it, all right? <laughs> and I've said it before, so I'm going to say it again here. Uh, when it comes to qualifications for a U.S. senator, mental disability should be a red flag <laughs> and a no, you can't run, sir. I apologize. If you are mentally disabled, we can't have you. You're voting for war. All right, we are, we are voting for very important things. You need to be this is a, mentally abled. This is, this is a serious job. Yes, you're not here to sell Girl Scout cookies. This is a fucking you're you're running the Congress. You are man. one of I mean, am I the only one people. who is taking this serious? Yes, that's you what I'm saying. Vote this guy who's retarded. He can't even wear a suit. Did you did Did you hear about he's voting from his office? <laughs> He, well, because they, no, they won't let him on the fucking house floor. Well, there's a reason for it, and I have a clip of it. But uh, first, I want to uh, uh. welcome to our listeners out here. Uh, you know, here, this is Fetterman uh, at the podium with Joe Biden on the tarmac or wherever they are. And this is, as Mike was describing, it's Fetterman in basketball <laughs> shorts and a hoodie. Uh, and let's give it a listen. Um, and so okay, I've had I've had girlfriends yell at me for looking <laughs> like that at Mariano's. Okay, yeah, well, he he looks like a slob. You're, There's you're no with doubt the fucking president of the United States. <laughs> Fetterman looks like he just rolled out of bed. And let's give him the benefit of the doubt. This is a U.S. senator. People, let's hear what he has to say. And now. I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, law of the infraction. Uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the America getting rebuilt. That's a guy who had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't mean to laugh at him, but no, dude, I'm not going to laugh. You guys picked that over the doctor. You picked that over the doctor. <laughs> this guy clearly had a stroke. All right. And he's having a hard time putting words together there. <laughs> The problem is, I've listened to that like three times. I still don't know if you called Joe Biden a fallen bridge, or if you said he's gonna, <laughs> or if you are inferring that every bridge in America is about to fall, or they you're gonna put fallen bridges in. Every, I, dude, I don't know. It's hard to decipher. Let's build back hard to better. Decipher what you actually meant there. Yeah. So uh... I believe. Uh, Senator, Senator, yeah, the dumb plumber, yeah, uh, I believe the word you're looking for is infrastructure. (laughs) (laughs) I I know, I'm just a dumb plumber here. Look, I want to be fair Maybe we should vote for the guy that's a little smarter than the plumber. (laughs) I want to be fair, okay, because he did have a stroke, and to their argument, John Fetterman uses a computer screen to aid in his speech and he was doing a live speech there outside it didn't look like he had clear visual up close access to his uh typical laptop okay 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 okay. my argument to that frank 
is uh, Stephen Hawking also communicated through a computer, and he was able to uh, calculate <laughs> the decay rate of protons. <laughs> this is so... true. I'm not worried so much that you're communicating through the computer. I'm more worried what you're fucking communicating. You're retarded. Yes, you probably weren't clearly... the sharpest crayon well, look, before you had the stroke. Mike, you I know wanna, what I mean? I want to be fair, and I want to say I'm just throwing it out there. He was outside. You know, a lot of elements involved computer not actually i don't think he was using his computer so i scored a clip of him as you said on the senate floor there uh there in pennsylvania in their house commons or whatever where they do the business um you know in their senate and so let's hear fetterman then to be fair to him uh and he's here using clearly he's reading directly off of this uh computer gizmo that basically tells him what to say so here's Fetterman talking about the collapse of the uh, Highway 95 bridge. The uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995, and if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel, feel free you're recognized. Was that guy brain dead too? Jesus Christ. There's something in the water in Pennsylvania. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, it's called mercury. <laughs> you people are being slowly poisoned from within. <laughs> Hey, I think I found that cloud from Ohio. I was going to say, Pennsylvania. are you downwind from New Lebanon? Or what was it, New Palestine? <laughs> Somehow, every time you try to name that city, you sound so racist. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, you always name some random country in Africa. I know somehow I'm doing a dig on the Muslims. I just don't know how. You know, like somewhere in there, I'm making fun of Muslims, but I'm just, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Once we get a Muslim listener, we'll find out because he'll be pissed. I don't mean to be. It's it's an accident, but uh, yeah, I, I keep calling it New Lebanon. Because <laughs> Palestinians, the funniest thing about Palestinians is they get so mad that nobody knows where they're from. <laughs> And their country literally does not exist. It's not on the map. Like, you're mad at me, and it doesn't exist on the map, dude. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't existed on a map in my lifetime. Sorry. So, well, there's clearly something in the water there in Pennsylvania. and uh, <laughs> But like I said, let's give it up to Mr. Fetterman and hear what this uh, fella has to say. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just... Um... Really, like the, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. You know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95. And I, know, I certainly understand, <laughs> and you know, it's a major uh, eatery, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East Coast. And Did you say a lot of eatery? Yeah. Eatery? And repairs bring to its standstill deal. You know, all right, so that was with a computer aiding him. Uh, folks, this guy's retarded, and we can't, it shouldn't be <laughs> illegal for him to be in the Senate. I don't understand how it was okay for him to be voted it, in here, see, man. He, see, that's where they need to get like a computer program that could save him, because after the third 95, it should have been 95, 95. We're going to party like it's 1995. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something... <laughs> I blame the computer for not saving I mean, him. You don't know? we have chat GPT AI technology to make this guy sound a little smarter? Well, it turns out the robot's racist. 
very anti-Semitic. I don't oh, yeah. know if you've seen the news. That's right. After about two months, uh, John Fetterman was just totally racist against Jews. It was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if that's why... Everybody's, he- <laughs> mad, everybody, everybody's mad at Kanye after 30 years in the business hating the Jews. Chap GPT literally got turned on in February, and it hates the Jews. Ah! <laughs> you know, if everywhere you go smells like shit, maybe it's your upper lip, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chat GPT, curiously enough, purchased a pair of Kyrie Irving's basketball shoes. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says. <laughs> Ironically, also, too, moved to Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan of, uh, uh, of Kyrie Irving and, uh, Yeezy. Yeah, so... <laughs> What I was thinking is Fetterman... We built the smartest computer in the world, world's ever seen. Took two months for it to hate the Jews. What? I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What I, was, I love you, Ben Shapiro. What I was thinking here was, remember about a few months back, they took Fetterman in. He had depression. He checked himself into the Mayo Clinic. We didn't see him for a couple months. What if, in reality, they had him hooked up to this AI chat GPT, and he became super racist against Jews, and they had to take in the program and retool it, right? And <laughs> reboot it, yeah. Mess with the algorithm, restart it, so he'd be less racist for a couple months. I gotta tell you though, I, I right now you know the depression line was bullshit because they would have been like they'd be they'd be sporting him as like a depression icon. You know what I mean? Like he's a hero. He overcame depression. Oh yeah, good call, you know? man. Absolutely. Isn't that something they're always pushing for? Mental health. Yeah, but you can't All that like bullshit. <laughs> You can't interview the guy. Like, he's not saying anything. You know? Yeah, no, because you quickly realize, oh, he w- he's too retarded to be depressed. That's he had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, like, you ever talk to retarded people, they're the happiest people in the world, you know? It's, it's, it's the smart people that are depressed. It's possible. They know what's going on. It's possible he's depressed because he had a stroke and he can't communicate. And that's very possible. Uh, nah, you're too dumb. Listen, look at... Plumbers are the happiest people in the world because we're so dumb. We just fucking put in pipe, you know? <laughs> Look, this guy wearing the hoodie, the basketball shorts, speaking the way he uh, is speaking, struggling to communicate. <laughs> he should be removed from office. This should be illegal. I can't stress it enough. Like, uh, he's, he's being puppeted around, essentially, uh, his handlers should be arrested for this. This is uh, like human abuse on some level, you know. <laughs> like uh, I do have to, I do have to say, if your goal was to make your guy not look retarded, putting him in a group of men in suits wearing a hoodie and <laughs> basketball shorts, yes. I mean, you might as well have thrown some Velcro shoes on him. Jesus Christ! I was thinking, you come on the short <laughs> bus there. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? 
I was thinking he'd give him those uh, white gym shoes that Kramer wears in that Seinfeld episode where he, <laughs> he has the Novocaine injection. <laughs> everyone, everyone thinks he's retarded. You know? <laughs> he's got those wide, weird shoes designed to help shoes. you jump, you know? Oh, uh, no, I picture, I, picture a, I picture a row of black limos rolling up and then one black short bus. That's for John <laughs> Just a short bus. They painted black. <laughs> oh man! Well, <clears throat> speaking of uh, being offensive and making fun of uh, people who are mentally handicapped, uh, here in Colorado, <laughs> uh, Denver, more specifically, the South Park writers and creators uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are in the news and all the rage and talk around town. Uh, everybody is in anticipation. Uh, for the grand opening of Casa Bonita. It's big. They're opening a Casa Bonita? It's the Casa Bonita. The. It's big, and it's pink. And for decades, Casa Bonita was Colorado's go-to pleasure palace for kids. Usually when we came here, it was a birthday. I felt exotic when I came here. It felt like I had gone away. And since those halcyon days, Casa Bonita has occupied an extraordinary amount of space. Wow, Casa Bonita! Woo-hoo! In the psyches of South Park creators and Colorado natives, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Ever since we started, the building, we have named our office Casa Bonita. It's like fate. Fate would mean Casa Bonita's closing down and bankruptcy. They had to buy it. It happened during uh, the shutdowns, the forced shutdowns, if everyone recalls, in 2020 for the pandemic, right? Remember that? That's right. I can't believe it's a real place. Oh, this is so funny. Oh, man, and please check out the uh, footage. <clears throat> we are an audio program, but there is uh, some great footage of this place. They have uh, divers that j- go into the water, and it's... <laughs> I can't wait to go. Apparently, there's like a... Th- Hundred thousand person like wait list right now. It's it's insane. So it yeah, looks like the fucking cartoon for real. Yes, you could look it up right now. The physical front wow. of the building looks exactly South Park. Those guys are hilarious. They when it comes to making fun of Colorado, they do everything exactly the way it looks. <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> so yeah, they nailed it with Casa Bonita. Yes. And he goes, I know, but don't get to. I mean, we don't know yet. I'm like, yes. And I was just like, we're doing that. Yes. <laughs> To be kind, Casa Bonita had seen better days. It was a wreck. The idea of these two guys buying it was funny, a kind of extravagant gag, or so we thought. So this is without irony, then? It's not a joke, and that's the thing, is it, it, it had become a joke, and we were sad that it had become a joke, because you could see what this place was in the 70s when they built it. You know, they were trying to make a little Disneyland here. We're here, Casa Bonita! Twenty years ago, Parker and Stone immortalized their love for Casa Bonita in a South Park episode. Did you catch that? Twenty-eight years ago. That's crazy. I can't believe wow, that's so Oh wow. man, that is heavy. Wow. <laughs> oh man. I feel like yeah, that I'm was one of the early it. ones, huh? Yeah, dude. This these guys have been um in the psyche of our American culture for you know three plus decades. It's crazy. Yeah, almost. Yeah, you know, no, yeah. you know, it's cr- dude. You know, it's crazy. When I joined the army, I remember I had that hard drive with uh, South Park. Yeah, man. And that was it. Was like 2007 when I joined, and I had just put on uh, season 10. 
Wow. 2007. 1998, a friend of mine gave me a VHS copy of two episodes of the first season of South Park, and one of them I distinctly remember was the episode where Cartman gets the anal probe. I think that might be the first episode. <laughs> That's the very first one. Yeah. And I'll never the I'll, satellite. <laughs> I will never forget going to my buddy's house after school, popping that thing into the VCR and watching South Park for the first time. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, that's so long ago. That that was a uh, life-changing moment. The, the crudity of the cartoon and the humor, it was so fresh, man. N- nothing out there was like it. Yeah. Good yeah, times. it really was. The uh, They still haven't made anything like it. They've tried so hard to make stuff like it. Nothing compares to South Park, man. And I, I'll, admittedly, I haven't checked into South Park in a long time. I know they've just cut fresh episodes uh, for a new season, and I have not uh, dove in. Uh, I think you can get them on the HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, I'm... I don't know. They, they got kind of time. political with it, dude. They, they fell to the same trap everybody else did in, during the Trump era. Yeah, good call. I don't want any politics in my entertainment. I want to forget about the world, right? I just want to jump into this little reality you've created and, you know, make me laugh. Yeah. Well... Either way, yeah, like, dude, yeah, I want to laugh about, I want to laugh about uh, <coughs> Chef being brainwashed and joining Nambla. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's why I come to you. Why did Chef leave? Uh, who was it? Isaac? Um, can't think of his uh, name right now. Uh, the guy who played or who was the voice of Chef, he left, I believe, because he was a Scientologist, and they made fun of Scientology. Wow. Dude, holy shit. So one of the girls that was part of the Manson family? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I think it might have been Charles Manson himself. Yeah, Charles Manson himself rejected Scientology, said it was too crazy. That's wow. when he decided to start his own. <laughs> That's when he decided to start his own family. The dude who tattooed a swastika on his forehead <laughs> said you're... <laughs> That looks like a cult, man. Convince people to convince convince people to stab a pregnant woman to death. <laughs> Dude, how like how much are we sure he was in charge of that, or was there maybe some MK Ultra stuff going on with those folks that we're maybe not privy to? Uh, I know. Like how I think about it all the more. Dude, just like because like what was what was that uh, Tate? Was yeah, it was yes, yeah, the actress, uh, yeah. And it's like, holy shit, because think about, like, now we're... So, like, nowadays, that Anne Hirsch, right? Was Anne Hirsch remains, in modern times now, I believe, one of the most bizarre celebrity deaths that nobody wants to talk about, and everybody accepts that that footage of her trying to escape the body bag is legit, it's real, it's freaky, and let's throw onto this pile of conspiracy insanity the fact that she was in the midst of producing a film that was going to expose sex trafficking and child trafficking in America. So, and what kills me is, we, dude, we, like you said, we don't know what happened to that death. That's 2023. Imagine, like, what really went on beyond that, behind that Tate murder. Exactly. And you know what's weird about Tate was she was married yeah. at the time to Roman Polanski. Roman who, Polanski, who's no, yeah. Who he's not allowed to enter America, I believe, because of uh, underage sex crimes uh, against him. And, like, there were all those other people that were there at the house at the time. Dude. 
It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's very weird. That's a man. weird time, man. Yeah. That's like really when the CIA like they took over. Yes, dude, and the MK Ultra stuff not conspiracy theory it's totally legit it's admitted too they did it man we just talked about the passing of whom ted kaczynski what was he a part of mk ultra at harvard right or yale i can't remember which one it was all of all of like these great killers everybody you've heard of (laughs) they were all connected to the cia or the fbi and yeah. all, all of them loved going to do, uh, going to Grateful Dead shows and doing acid. So there's some kind of connection. It always there. goes back to like, like <laughs> nowadays we talk about like the the shooters and like where did they get the fifteen thousand dollars scope? The kid lived in a trailer with his mom. Where did the kid from you know Uvalde I mean? back, get the uh, credit line to buy five thousand dollars worth of guns and ammunition? That's what I mean. And, and like back then, it even goes back to like where where were these guys getting C four? <laughs> yeah, good call, dude. Like, I'm not gonna get. Where the fuck can I get C4? I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, I mean, when you look at, I mean, I'm in Chicago. <laughs> I can find you anything you want. C4. Also, I don't, I don't even know what number to call to get a number. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but then you're you're right on the money. Where do you even get C4? And then how about when it comes to the Oklahoma City bombing? They claimed the C4 was in the van. And there's absolutely no credible evidence to suggest that C4 in the van would have caused the explosion that took down that, well, that building. That wasn't C4. That was, the, that was a fertilizer bomb. Oh, it was a fertilizer was ni- bomb. You're right. It was the nitrogen bomb. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's... Wow. That just blew my mind. But also, even still... A lot of experts weighed in on the fact that it was completely impossible for where the van was located to bring down that building. It, there were bombs within the building. Yeah, with just a fertilizer bomb. Yeah, can a fertilizer bomb be ultra super destructive? I mean, it seems a bit ridiculous. Everything ha- so, okay, everything has its limits. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why we went from gunpowder to nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Because I could use gunpowder and make a bomb as you know that has the same power as a nuclear bomb, but I'm gonna need like fucking five plane loads of gunpowder. You know, yeah. it just the more you look back on all these incidents, you start to think, all right, well, it kind of feels like there was some insider action going on there. I was thinking about the other day. Remember the Atlanta uh, bombing at the Olympics, and the the yeah. Richard Jewell yeah. guy that like was framed for it or whatever, like. It just seems like it's always these false flag operations going on, and uh, there's some sort of mind control manipulation action involved, and you know it's. Uh, oh, dude! Even the, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing, like, dude, a lot is coming out about how, like, how those guys got into the country. Boston Marathon bombing, one of the weirdest things that has unfolded, in my opinion, simply because when you look back at the footage. There was one person who was there live who had uh, who was interviewed by CNN, Lorna Lauren Wen, I believe is her name. Laura Wen, you may know Laura Wen because she was the number one proponent for forced vaccinations during the COVID nineteen lockdowns. (laughs) She was all over CNN. But what's bizarre about Lauren Wen is it Laura Lauren? I think it's Laura. Uh, I have no idea. She's a doctor. 
And they interview her bizarrely the moments during the Boston Marathon bombing, and she's right there on the scene. She just happened to be there. And then 10 years later, she's always on CNN. She's a CNN analyst. It's like, dude. Mm. It's that Asian lady? Yeah, man. You know Laura Wen, dude. She was uh, a frightening, uh, frightening Laura, person. Lauren Wen. <laughs> Clearly an asset of some sort, part of some element of the alphabet agencies, maybe even potentially uh, something, some you know involvement with China, I could only imagine. Uh, yes, I'm racist, and yes, I assume we're just infiltrated <laughs> to the max with spies. I could just only assume that's what's yeah, going on. She has CCP written all over her. I just I couldn't stand this woman. I I really just would be filled with immense rage whenever she would come on the news because she was pushing the narrative that we had to continue lockdowns, we had to mask the kids in the schools, we had to force the vaccinations, how we had to not allow people who were unvaccinated to enter society. There are frightening quotes from this woman and she just happened to be at the Boston Marathon bombing and she just happened to be the one of the people that you interview. Dude, and now they're like, uh, they're saying that the FBI knew about these guys before they even came to America from wherever, where they're from, like Lebanon or some shit. It was the the Tokar, the Tokar brothers, or is that oh, right? they're Pakistani or some shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, man. I I thought there was something else. I thought they were Iranian. No. Are they? I feel like they were Iranian, and they've been trying to get us to go to war with Iran. That's part of their seven countries that they wanted to destabilize and take over. If anyone remembers uh, General Wesley Clark saying uh, in an interview or several interviews that they had a series of countries they wanted to take over. It was Iraq, uh, Syria, Iran was in there. So I bet you, I think they were Iranian, man. I I really feel like it's amazing. We never did go into Iran. That's kind of how many times did we have. try, dude? Like there were so, close. so many moments where they were rattling and trying to get people to just go into the war mode. I think the American public is over war. I really do. I think the Americans are just sick of being the war machine all the time. And unfortunately, we're a part of the military industrial complex. And so, in order for America to strive and survive, it's got to be war, baby, war all the time. And speaking of time, we have run out, unfortunately. It's true. There's no doubt about it. This is the fastest hour in the universe. Thank you for listening. We will be back same time, same place. And until next time, people, keep your eyes on those skies. Never trust the government. See you next time. We'll